0: welcome back to the babbleheads podcast with bryson and Corey. i'm officially about to lay down our new intro track ready (laughs) (laughs) you can has this one into position we gotta insert this i think they mess with our game (sighs) these people are noobs yeah here woman (laughs) Well, if you need to yell, just go, John Cena, and his name is John Cena. (laughs) And the worst part is now you're going to be spitting directly into my mouth. (laughs) Belly up to the bar. (laughs) It was like a dying walrus. Oh, I should have looked away. Damn it. (laughs) It's in there. It's in there. Ridiculous. Um, you said to do ridiculous stuff, so I'm doing ridiculous I, stuff. I, I don't know. I mean. Ola, it's gonna be great. Warthog. Bow chicka bow wow. Classic. I'm becoming one with my pop filter. That was a lot of clipping. There you go. Still clipping. So let's just kind of roll into it. You have anything you have in mind you want to talk about? Oh me, I don't know. Maybe we could talk about how my dog's barking in the background. That's pretty good. That's gonna be great. That's gonna be a problem. But that's okay. Because you know what? This podcast is not made in a podcast studio. <laughs> this podcast is made, well, in in a room attached to my house. Yep, it was a generic office. It's and more now. like a generic workshop now. Yes. It has gone some change through some changes. It's going through changes. So, welcome back. Yes, welcome. I uh, am taking the mantle of editing, so I hope I don't let you down. And you need to show me up. <laughs> yeah. Make me think- look like the world's worst editor ever. I mean, it was basically zero effort, so. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. Yeah. So, put in like 1% effort, and you'll do better than me. It's not that hard. Don't I- count yourself short. You did the video podcast, audio podcast. And I helped a little bit with the posting on Facebook. But, yeah, you, know, you wrote like three posts. Yeah, well, we'll we'll be getting back to it. So that's yes, all that matters. That's your job now. Yep. I'm just going to, well, I'd like to say I'm just going to show up, but it's at my house. Yeah. So, so I have to set up and then show up. Yes, but perhaps from now on the setup can be a little bit more set up and less in parts. Yeah, that's possible. It is possible. I mean, I'm not going to make any promises because i Severely unorganized. No. We're not doing that at this remember that very, yes. was that podcast number one? <laughs> yes. When we spent the whole time going really close to the microphone and using it as a tool for emphasis. And it always turned out horrible. That yeah. perhaps not that time. I think we've grown as podcasters. Yes. We know how not to take it too far. Yeah, we don't need cheap gimmicks <laughs> like that crazy intro to uh <laughs> You know what we mean, audience. <laughs> um, I noticed that a couple people have been liking the posts that I've been putting out on the Facebook page in preparation of the release of this episode, so I'm excited for that. Yeah, this is really a terrible, terrible episode. Oh, guys, we're back! We're back on the air! What are we going to talk about? Uh-uh. I think uh, I listened to quite a few of the episodes, uh, again, in the car, in uh, In the shower. Uh, You listen to me in the shower? Absolutely. (laughs) That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, Anytime I could make some time, I tried to catch back up. And I will say, it was hilarious listening to the first episode, because you were so full of hope about CrossFit. (laughs) Oh, man. And uh, we were both so full of hope about our weight loss journeys, and here we are. Yeah, I gained some more weight, actually. I've kind of leveled out and been teeter-tottering up and down for like months. So, but I'm like, oh, young Corey and Bryson. So naive. So young. (laughs) So full of hope. Had all their hair. Well, I mean, it's only been like 10 months to a year, so it's not that bad. Yeah, that's true. I have less hair than I did, though. Really? Definitely. Oh, yeah. I forgot. That's why you do that crazy comb over thing. It's not a comb over. Uh, I, I was actually gonna cut it really short he says <laughs> as he pulls it back and I it reveals more of the bald spot <laughs> <laughs> wow that really hurts that hurts me deep hey man i got the same thing going on we're the, just getting old yeah it's do. the m it looks exactly the same as mine actually yep so <sighs> it's a shame you know that's one thing it's good that we're men and going bald cuz if we were ladies going bald we'd be mm. crying every night and I feel truly bad cuz like men who go bald it's like expected. Yes. Right? So when it happens for women it's like a life-changing of like men. horrible thing. When it's me- for me like as a dude I'm like oh, it looks like I might lose some of my hair. Uh, well, oh, you well. would think with you when you lost it up top you might get some on like, you know, your chest. But you are like as smooth as a baby now. Oh, I have all the chest hair. I mean, look at that. There's some chest hair there. It's the and face that that's the one problem. Spot. It's the face that's the problem. Yes. I can't grow a beard to save my life. Yes, the reverse Hitler. I think we talked about that in a previous episode. But Probably. Who knows? The <laughs> listeners do because they've been loyal listeners this whole time and been dying for us to come back. <laughs> Just like I have. We both missed it. Yes, right? we did. We missed it. Um,. I actually can't believe it's been so long since we recorded the last one of these. It feels like maybe two months, not almost a year. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. So I appreciate anyone that's kind of jumping back on board with us. Um, Which is all one of you. uh, I think there's a couple, hopefully. Please. (laughs) Please, for the love of God, (laughs) listen to our podcast, though. Well, I know I'll be listening. Well, that doesn't (laughs) matter. No one cares what you think. Uh, I I do. Well, and my mom, exactly. Exactly. And my mommy cares. (laughs) She only says that because she has to. Uh, Yeah, you're probably right. (laughs) So, um, man, anything interesting going on in your life currently? I mean, you just started a business, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I started a business doing all kinds of 3d printed goodness. Mm -hmm. I think we've talked about that in the past. Um, and uh, yeah, so I took it to the next level. I've got an actual company started, and that's where we're sitting in right now. It it cons- comprises of approximately an eight by ten foot space. That's my whole company. Yep, with now three three D printers in <coughs> it. Yes. So. Uh, and probably more on the horizon. I'm gonna guess. And one very successful craft fair underneath your belt. Yes. Yes. It was definitely worth the time yeah and uh i'm now working on a prototype for another client which is pretty cool that's one of the things i really enjoy doing is prototyping um and uh i've got more craft fairs on the horizon as well make some of that make some change cash money y'all yeah i can rub two nickels together now finally (laughs) can you though are you just gonna go and buy another 3d printer (laughs) Uh, I can't for a while. I got to pay off all of the things that I already bought. Yeah, that's probably wise. <laughs> yeah, money is always money. It comes with its own problems. <laughs> wise statement. Money hey, is money is always money. I'll probably cut that out now that I'm the editor. <laughs> you know? No. That is the, the purest heart of Babbleheads is we don't edit anything out. Don't you dare. <laughs> I'm going to do it. <laughs> don't you do it. I will. No. Um, but yeah, so on that front, I walked... Uh, it has nothing to do with laziness, by the way. We don't anything out, because not because we're lazy. It's not because we're lazy. We, we're we artists. That's right. We're artists. We, we want things to be pure and from yes. the heart and emotional. Yes. This connection I have staring deep into your eyes. Well, I'm, I'm sorry for interrupting your beginning of a story, but it actually reminded me of the fact that I have this pet peeve that I've developed. It's a new, a new sort of pet peeve. And I, I didn't start noticing it until very recently. Watching YouTube videos now Mm -hmm. is becoming like pulling teeth sometimes Mm -hmm. because people edit so heavily. Like, yeah, like when you're talking to someone, when you're, when you're talking to someone, when someone is talking to you through a camera and they're like, so I went to the store and this was, where I went and it was really good at I the am, store. I am human. Believe me, <laughs> I know how to speak. Because they, they're trying to edit out all of their uhs. because you yeah. know they're sitting there like I um uh, went to uh, the store uh, and um there was um a dog there and um it was black, but instead it's like I went to the store and there was a black dog. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna delete your saying it and i'm gonna just copy and paste (laughs) that's way too way too much i'm probably not gonna do that but you never know that sounds like a lot of work and again it's not it doesn't have anything to do with being lazy no wink wink nudge judge 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 Judge, judge. (laughs) wink wink judge judge um but yeah i think uh neither of us are experts in production of film audio any of that stuff we are definitely dabblers Babble dabblers. Oh my God. Did you really just say that? Get out of here. Get out of my house. <laughs> no, but uh, it, to that effect, I think a lot of it comes from all these amateur video editors not understanding that a cut is okay, but you have to make it, you know, every little cut you make is, what's the word I'm looking for? Critical. It's important. Yeah. You know? And it's, <laughs> so whenever you make a trivial cut, that's just nonchalantly to, to cut out your natural way of speaking yeah you're actually i think worsening the content yeah it's definitely it an art you know people are like well it's done on the computer it's not that hard to, and, look i can cut these together and instead of instead of trying to cut yourself like that you're better off just learning to become a better speaker Yeah, absolutely <clears throat> you have to actually train yourself to not sit there and go um uh um uh and I know a lot of people that struggle with that who've worked hard to stop being like that. And I think that's something we're hoping to gain from this is you and I are both fairly fluent, eloquent. Is that eloquent? The word you're at? Yeah. I like, uh, here I am trying to talk about how much better. Don't worry, we'll just edit become. that out. No, <laughs> <laughs> that one, that one's staying <clears throat> in. But we're trying to improve. Yeah, you, know, we, you and I have set this goal of constant improvement, in a lot of the things we do in life. And a, a lot of people, a tiresome job that yeah, is. Yeah. You know, it's like we could be like, you know what? I don't care if anybody l- listens or doesn't listen to this. I just want to sit here and talk. And that's something I learned a lot of when I went back and listened to the old podcasts is, you know, I want to try and make sure that we keep improving because we. you listen to the first one, and as we go, a lot of things were improving. But I want us to make sure we keep moving forward, enjoy it. And that's the most important and continue growing our proficiency as podcasters. Yeah, and maybe maybe we'll find a better place for the babble table than yeah. my eight foot wide conjunctive office. Oh man, that'd be nice. But you know, I listen, everybody's coming out with a podcast now. It's true. Everybody. And the old me would have been like, oh man, you're never going to make it. Why are you even trying? Even though we're doing one. Why? Why are we... Yeah, why are we, we're not making it, yeah. right? That's, but, that's, not, that's not gonna happen. Yeah, but it's, now I'm like, okay, good for you. Let's try it. But a lot of people, especially ones that have, like, I'm just gonna sit here and talk myself for this podcast, that's tough, man, because you don't have anyone to play off of. Yeah. And, you know, that's where your speaking skills really have to be top-notch because I'm not gonna sit and watch you speak for an hour if you're like, hmm, no emotion. Hi, guys. This is, you know, Corey. And I want to tell you about mm. this dog. I sound out the sound at the store today. He was, um, he was black. <laughs> We've been talking a lot about this black dog. Yes. We should give him a name. Rodrigo. Mm. Chesterfield. Rodrigo Chesterfield. Great. That's never going to come up again. <laughs> until the end of the episode you're like and say hello to Rodrigo Chesterfield for me. <laughs> but um yeah, so I think as podcasters we've grown and I feel like we could have just easily let this keep going and be like, "Oh, I got another Facebook notification that we haven't posted on the babbleheads page in a while. Oh well, I guess that was fun while it lasted." Um but really, you can't look at it and be like, "Well, We haven't done it in 10 months, so I guess it's over. You know, we've already lost all the experience we had. I think we're slowly rolling right back into it, and that's, you know, if you want to work on something, who cares if a week, a month, a year has gone by, and you haven't been able to pursue it how you want, there's no point in just being like, eh, I'm done. How inspirational. Oh, thanks. I think you've misunderstood what this podcast is supposed to be about. It's not supposed to be motivational podcast. It's just supposed to be two idiots yelling at each other. No. Have you you haven't listened to any of the old episodes, have you? <laughs> no. It's 25% inspirational storytelling, 50% storytelling, and 25% nonsense babbling between each other. So it uh, okay. All right, fair enough. <laughs> what a, what percentage though is two idiots yelling at each other? That's in the 25%. Oh, it's included in that. It's included in the babbling. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Because, you know, we've talked about things before. Remember talking about woodworking? I mean, vaguely. This was a year, over a year ago now, probably, that we talked about it. But you definitely listened to some episodes, right? Yeah. Totally. I definitely am an avid listener of our podcast. (laughs) Yes. So you uh, hit a deer with your car uh, <laughs> one of them yes i yep. hit a deer it was uh it was interesting that's a pretty common occurrence <clears throat> up around here yeah i um i've never hit a deer before um with a car I've hit it with my fist no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Another, <laughs> I strangled it by the neck and rode it until it, it submitted, <laughs> and then I you tamed it. it back. In no, the no, wild. I I tamed it. It was my mount. <laughs> ah, I see. Um, no, I I had the wife with me. It was in her car, you know. Um, and it was not good. It was not good. No, she freaked out a lot, uh, as one does, mm-hmm. as one does. But we were, we were just driving along, minding our own business, when this deer decided. hmm, That's a real pretty Subaru you got there. Yep. It'd be a real shame if someone smashed their entire body into it. And then was completely fine. Yeah. Yeah. The car was fine. It was amazing. Subaru, uh, they put some kind of weird coating on the cars. Yeah, Yeah. I was talking about the deer. Oh, didn't no, the deer, the deer, deer was totally fine too. Everyone was fine. There was no damage in any way. I thought the deer ran off. The deer did run off. Yeah, so the that, deer. That's was, completely I'm not fine. being sarcastic at all. I think the deer probably did eventually die because when you get hit by a three and a half, you know, three and a half thousand pound piece of metal going 60 miles an hour, I, I, I mean, you got to be a pretty hefty critter to survive that or that thing became the king of the woods around here. <laughs> it's like gather around children while my <laughs> gather around children while I tell you the tale of how I bested the the steel <laughs> demon. <laughs> and it's a legend now. Yeah, maybe. Maybe or it's been eaten by vultures. Uh, well, or coyotes. The world is a pretty ruthless place, bro. It it is. It is. But yeah, uh, yeah for the record, that uh, that deer it cost somebody nine thousand dollars. Somebody, <laughs> it wasn't me. Yeah, lucky you. That insurance company, baby. <laughs> but man, I, you know, I know when I pull out in front of someone or do something really stupid when driving, you get that quick ag- surge of adrenaline. And it's like you're almost shaking afterwards. Well, yeah, that's a, I can only imagine how bad it is when something actually bad happens. Yeah, yeah, it um, it's not fun. I mean, luckily it was just a deer, you know. Yeah. It, it, sorry, Peta, but it was just a deer. Yeah. Um, if it had been another car, you know, yeah. that's a whole other story. You know, because yeah. then other people are involved. Yeah. And um, sorry, Peta, and uh, you know, in this case, it was just a deer. Yeah. So everybody was okay. And I did, well, everyone was okay except for me. Um, because I wanted to eat that deer and his whole family, (laughs) but he got away. So, um, but yeah, I always have had experience with the aftermath of that because I grew up where at least once a year, someone ended up in our front yard. (laughs) Yeah. You lived on a corner. Yeah. So my young life, revolved around the speed limit on a road which a lot of people don't understand that but when you're like 13 years old consoling someone who literally just flew through your front yard and crashed into the cornfield well at least it didn't fly through your front yard and crash into your house like yeah. other people on your road yeah well the ones I mean, that have reflectors all over the whole front of their house so that yeah. people don't crash into their house yeah i mean i think uh they realize, man, this kid must have seen some shit. (laughs) Because I'm here like, can I get you some water? Would you like (laughs) to sit down? I had a whole routine worked out, dude. I mean, I would be sleeping, sound sleeping in the middle of the night, and you'd hear that noise. All my instincts would kick in. Throw on a pair of shorts and a shirt. Mom (laughs) would get the phone. How many times did this happen to (laughs) you? At least once a year growing up, dude. A lot. A lot. I've seen bones through the skin nice um it's crazy and uh though one of the times i don't know how he did it but he went off the road and you know how power poles have that angled Mm -hmm. support he had somehow managed to go through that sideways without hitting either of it impressive yeah and so i can block I, i am i vividly remember standing at the end of our living room and i just watch through the back window that faces the road i could see a car just drive across our yard i look over <laughs> to the window to the right see it go into the cornfield and i mean i was young like early teens and i just look to my mom and i go there's a car in the cornfield you know most <laughs> totally would, nonchalant most people will be like holy shit There's a car in the cornfield. No. Nope, not me. I'm just like, hey. There's another idiot in the cornfield. Yeah, but we learned pretty early with our whole routine that mom has to stay in the house and call 911 because she's not good in panicking situations. (laughs) And so I went out and the kid crawls out of the cornfield and I hear a girl in the passenger seat screaming her head off, sobbing, crying. He's all like, don't call the cops, man. Oh, my God. I got bald tires and my car's not registered. (laughs) And I'm like, bro, you should make sure she's not dead first. And he was like, like a complete second thought. Oh, there's another passenger that's probably like. That dude was quality. Yeah. So then he goes in there. And of course, my mom's already called the cops. It's standard, you know. So. Oh, you mean. The right thing to yeah, do. Yeah, the right thing to do. So he eventually ends up finding this out, and I'm standing there trying to comfort and this girl. To be girl. specific, she's not calling the cops. She's calling emergency Nine, yes, services exactly. to 91. let them know that there has been an accident. Exactly. So um, I'm trying to console this girl that looks pretty much okay, but you never know. It could be in concussion. You know, she right. I, Just that dealing with that adrenaline afterwards... That's pretty rough in itself. So he finds out my mom's called 911. He tries backing up out of the (laughs) cornfield, gets out of the cornfield, leaves the girl standing there with me, right? And starts spinning out in our (laughs) driveway, trying to get because the tires are all flat, all four of them, not a couple. All four of the tires are flat. So I hear my mom on the phone going, He's trying to flee. He's trying to flee. And I'm just like, that's why you stay in the house. The girl is sobbing (laughs) next to me. And I'm like, wow. (laughs) Just wow. And I'm sure the 911 operator was like, get the license plate. Yeah, but thankfully, he didn't end up making it to the road. He just (laughs) ripped trails of mud and filth and everything Through our front yard and then basically got stuck. So at that point... He was boned. Yeah. Because it's like... I was trying to talk to him. It's like, listen, it's bad, but don't do anything stupid. Because that's just going to make it worse. Right. I understand right now you're in a heightened state where you just want to get the hell out of here. But that's not going to go well for you. Right. So after he tried to, quote unquote, flee... I managed to settle him down a little bit, and he talked with the officers that came and the paramedics and everything, and he didn't get carried away in handcuffs or anything. Well, I mean, he just had an unregistered car. That's not go to jail. Well, I mean... It's a big ticket. I mean, how he was acting before then was pretty irate. Maybe he was wasted. No. I just think he was panicking, and people do really stupid things when they panic. I do all the time. Yeah. I mean, I don't even have to be panicking. I just, my de- my default state is doing stupid things. Oh, of course. We know that. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm shocked no one's ended up hitting that stump in front of your house. I hope they do. <laughs> <laughs> turn away. <laughs> That's why it's here. Yeah. I, di- I was going to have it removed. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that everyone drives on my yard when they turn the corner here. Mm-hmm. So, like... I have a one foot deep gully yeah. from the tractor trailers that drive by on my corner, cutting my yard. Mm-hmm. And if the stump wasn't there, they would just drive straight across my yard and across my driveway. Yeah. And it would just be a horrible, terrible, awful, disgusting mess because they would just destroy my yard. I have to say it's a nice touch that you love. I love. Yeah, yep. That you left... The post from your old mailbox on that stump when you replaced it after it got hit, what, like over a year ago? No, it was the winter when it got hit, and so it was months. like February I replaced it. It was mm-hmm. after the thaw, so it had to win been like March. Yeah, so it's only been sitting out there for, uh, he's summoning you. <laughs> um, But yeah, so that's, you know, pretty interesting that you decided to keep that as a memento yeah you know what it is uh-huh it's definitely not laziness uh-huh well have you been walking at all recently depends on your definition of walking well I re- remember we tried once where me you the wife well your wife I shouldn't call her the, <laughs> the wife <laughs> I'm just so used to her you calling her the wife that that's what it is now <laughs> Katrina if you're listening I apologize don't worry He's she' won't always be. very s- respectful of you don't worry she won't be listening it's not um, a big deal so uh you already we, have to listen to me talk enough. Yeah, that's true. Uh we took the dog, your dog, walking. The dog that again. was Uh yeah, I know, right? Your lack of specificity is obliter- is totally obliterating this conversation. Okay. Reroll. That time Mulligan. you, myself, Katrina, and Willie went for a walk and that was the last time. Speaking of Willie, I don't think anybody on the podcast knows that I have a dog now. I know you were uh, talking to me about my dog, and you weren't at all interested in talking about dogs, and now you have a dog. I was not not interested. I love dogs. Yes. Oh, oh no. I forgot to t- leave this off. Oh, good. Here. Sound effect. Here's a sound bite for everyone. That's the Mediocre. sound- That's the sound of a non-alcoholic beverage, which is, like, against the religion of this podcast. Yes, but, uh. We're taking it slow folks we've got some other exciting things in the works too we do we do but oh neat they're secret oh good well it's, it's good that they're secret for me too <laughs> <laughs> so back to discussion on dogs oh okay so we' all right dogs dogs mm-hmm. let's talk about dogs how do you deal with Willie's poop it's got to be like minuscule all right here's something that's gonna blow your mind uh-huh I don't I don't deal with it. And you know why? Mm-hmm. Somehow, by no fault of my own, whatever it is that his food does to his digestive tract creates poop that dissolves like in a matter of days. Hmm. Like he's, he poops in our yard every day. I mm-hmm. mean, basically once a day, maybe twice sometimes. Mm-hmm. And um, I have never, ever, not one time stepped in poop in my yard hmm. because I. There isn't any. If, as soon as it rains, his poop just goes, oh, gone. I, it's I, like ghost poops. Phantom poops throughout my backyard. <laughs> Some spooky poops. I wish my dog's poops were like that. <laughs> what I wouldn't give for phantom poops at my house. How do you deal with the gargantuan human-sized shits that your dog takes? Well... Or is he, do his poops make yours look small now? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Some of his poops make me jealous. <laughs> I'm like, if I could Your have that kind of bowel bashful. movement. Yeah, if I could have that kind of bowel movement, I'd be set. But no, um, I have a fenced-in area, and nine times out of ten he poops there. He also goes to doggy daycare, so hopefully he poops there so they have to pick it up. <laughs> if it's anything other than that, I usually... Hold off as long as I can before I have to pick it up. I mean, I eventually mow it as well, Mm -hmm. but I don't know I'm mowing it. I know with Riker, you're looking at it going, (laughs) I'm going to mow that. I also have to be like, do not run over it with the tire. (laughs) Because then it just sticks to the tire and goes... It's okay if it's early in the mow, because eventually it'll work its way off. But if it's late in the mow, I have to make a couple laps. (laughs) Or high speed laps, yeah. Uh, The mower I use isn't very high speed. No one is going to listen to this podcast. We're talking about mowing (laughs) and and stumps in people's driveways and and lawns and dog poop, and that's it. Interesting conversation. That's what this is—a conversational (laughs) podcast. Our definition of interesting conversation is just it's. We talked about your business. That's not interesting. No one cares. <laughs> I think they care. All right. I'll believe you when we have a listen. <laughs> Why are you being so detrimental to the podcast right now? I just love it. It's what, you know what brightens my day? Like just a, a silver lining on every rain cloud mm-hmm. is being snarky and sarcastic about everything. Mm-hmm. That's how I deal with my entire life. We can have 100,000 people listen to this podcast, and I'd still say that we have one listener. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> the posts on Facebook have been averaging about 75 views, though. Oh, my goodness. 75 views. I don't know how that's actually calculated. It Is literally it really like, hey, that you up. were in their timeline and they scrolled past you? Yeah, that's what I thought. So it's like, I see that, and I'm like, that's definitely nothing that really my, matters. My me. last three posts from my business averaged like 675 but no one cares about your business bryson that's no, what you just said that's true no one does <laughs> i care believe it or not because i'm that good of a friend oh that's so sweet i wish i could say the same no, kidding. <laughs> oh man have you had uh any interesting whiskeys lately yes uh-huh yes i have um My most recent purchase is, uh, Jack Daniels. I mean, that's pretty standard in my house. I have lots of different varieties of Jack Daniels, but I finally found, it's a, um, cask, no, barrel proof is what they call it. Mm. Um, single barrel barrel proof. And it's, don't quote me on this, anyone listening, but I think 126 proof. Hmm. It's like 60 something percent. And, um... It is stout. It is stout. That'll put hair on your chest. Yeah. Or your chin. I mean, it's not. So, you know how people are like, oh, this whiskey, it's so smooth. Oh, it just slides right down, doesn't even burn. No. (laughs) That is not what this whiskey is for. Mm -hmm. This whiskey is the whiskey you drink right before you're about to die of frostbite on the top of Mount Everest. Ah. You take a sip of it. And it lights your entire digestive tract on fire. You can feel it in your fingertips? Yes. Like, everything. Your whole body radiates with the heat of this whiskey. And it's delicious. Nice. I uh, went to Vermont. And uh, they have a bunch of distilleries and breweries everywhere. Apparently, Vermont is, like, known for breweries, which is not something that I had ever known. No, me neither. I'm not (laughs) (laughs) trying. We're going to just skate over (laughs) Willie in the background. It's not an annoyance. It's a feature of the podcast. That's right. That's exactly right. Um, Everyone comes just to listen to Willie Bark. But uh, I'm sure you've probably had this. It's not unique to Vermont, but it's a combination of something Vermont's known for. It's maple syrup and alcohol. So there was whiskey... Our bourbon maple syrup is what they called it. But it's maple syrup that after it's um, heated up and, all the, and strained, it's strained into whiskey barrels. And it sits in the whiskey barrels for a while and gets some flavor. Dude. Good? Oh, yeah. Like, have you ever had real maple syrup before? Of course, man. So... We For live. You, we live in the Northeast. I this know. is the home of maple syrup. You couldn't go with it, be like, "Oh yeah, oh but, no, what? Yeah, yeah, no, I've never had real good maple syrup <laughs> well, before." This will help. So you've had it, yeah. To you, I've made it. Yes, I have. My grandfather made it every year growing up. I used to lay under the tree, right out of the spigot, That's, and get the the sap. It sounds uh, awesome. Well. I mean, it's not as good as real maple syrup. No, it's completely different. Have you ever had the stuff that comes out of the tree? It's not really very sweet. Nothing like it's like sugar water. Yeah, it basically it it doesn't become syrup until you've boiled it for like a million and a half years. Yes, and then you strain it through something that looks like a hat. Yes, (laughs) and then you're left with the delicious goodness, the the golden brown caramel colored syrup nectar of the gods. Yeah. I was going to go for maybe like, Odin, on that. I was going to invoke Odin on that. One. Wow. Um, so, <laughs> he's important. To you, okay. What are the defining differences between store-bought syrup and actual good syrup? Okay. Uh One high fructose corn syrup. Well. Okay. Yes. The ingredients <laughs> maple are one syrup big is thing. not made out of high fructose. I'm talking like confi- consistency okay. and flavor. So, um real maple syrup definitely is thicker. So when you get like Aunt Jemima's and you put it on, it's like a, it has the consistency of, I don't really know how to put it. It's it's sort of like real maple syrup mixed with water. Mm -hmm. Because real maple syrup, when you pour it, it actually like, if you like, so if you were to take real maple syrup and pour it onto a plate, Mm -hmm. it would first form a pancake Mm -hmm. (laughs) before eventually gravity wins and it becomes flat. Mm-hmm. because it has, it's so thick that it has so much surface tension that it makes like a droplet type mm-hmm. of thing. Um, so that's one big difference. Um, and for me, it's actually, I think real maple syrup's not as sweet. No, it doesn't have that artificial sugary taste to it. Right. Now, what I'll say is in my experience, I differ from the consistency aspect, and it could be just because of how my grandfather prepared it. Um, but it's his was always actually... Runnier. Runnier. Probably didn't boil it as long or something. Maybe. I, don't, I don't know. I, I am not an expert in yeah. making. Maple so syrup. I think the thing is that you will also get the difference from homemade to more natural, but still done in like high volume. The last batch I bought was from um, some Amish. Okay, because I think they have something where they that like they have a big collection of it. Oh, probably. And you know, I mean, I know a lot of people around here who have maple syrup. Would you call them factories? They're so small. No, they're like, actually more like a distillery than anything. Yeah, it's like an outfit for maple syrup. And I feel like, you know, we've had the natural maple syrup and I've noticed that. And it was always kind of weird to me that it was so thicker, but it just might be they process it so much I'm sure longer. there's like a million ways that you can make maple syrup yeah that too maybe it's just a different way of making it maybe the stuff that my grandfather did didn't last as well or keep as well as <coughs> how they prepared it that's a possibility i mean who knows i don't know yeah. i'm sure some i said who knows there's definitely people yeah. we'll bring a maple maple syrup expert on the podcast no we won't yeah so anyway um the flavor though of the even the thicker homemade versus the regular homemade stuff or I should say real maple, real yeah. maple syrup. Natural maple syrup versus yeah. not maple syrup at all. The flavor is just night and day. Yeah, um, I, I actually don't. I th- I feel like the the non-natural stuff, the Aunt Jemima's and all that, I, I can't eat it. It's just yeah. kind of nasty. To yeah, me. it's got that artificial taste to it. Yeah, it and you, it you'll do never it notice it until you have real stuff. Yeah, I usually buy like a gallon of maple syrup every year. And yeah. we, we'll go through it eventually. Well, that's like something, um, all the artificial sweeteners and stuff to make, you know, water taste. Hey, here, take mix this with your water and it tastes like strawberry or watermelon or cherry or whatever. Now that I eat a lot more fruit, you're like, man, you can just taste that it's just... Fake news. <laughs> it just has that taste. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. But <laughs> this... <laughs> <laughs> if fake news had a taste, it's that taste. And you know what it is. I'm sure people listening are like, I get it. I know that taste. That's the fake news taste. Yes. Um, but the bourbon whiskey, whatever they called we it. finally come full circle. Yes. We're bringing it back. Um, it was thicker. It had that same flavor, but it added like another layer to a it depth. that I can't explain. So it, you know oh. what it did? It probably added. So you've got the sweet of yeah. the maple syrup. It probably stuck just a little bit of umami in there. A little umami. You're doing a little bit of this, and it's very unsettling. <laughs> and I thought we agreed we were above that. Speaking of umami, no, I was just what, what is, is umami? a little sensual with it. Um, Umami is something that they did not, I don't know if it didn't exist when we were in school or if it just, it hadn't been named properly. But when we were, when we were kids, we were always taught, and I think you'll agree with me on this, that there were a few different uh, sensations of taste. Mm-hmm. There was sweet, there was sour, there was bitter, and there was salty. Mm-hmm. There was four that I can think of. I don't know. There might have been more, but yeah. No, I'm I think it was track. four. I think it was four, because now there's five. And the fifth is umami, or savory. Ooh, umami. So, like, the flavor. Umami. They finally named the flavor of your steak. Ooh, I it's have some full steaks of, to make tonight. Steak is, steak is just chock full of that umami goodness. And you want to just be like, umami, oh, umami. I'm so glad you bring up steak. Oh, Yeah. You got me hooked on the porterhouse. It's on sale this week, dude. I bought some already, <laughs> and I'm and not from Walmart or Tops or something around here. We went up to an Amish market. Ooh, snap! And I bought me some porterhouse. Nice. And it's like a late birthday celebration for me. And, and nothing my says nothing says delicious food like something kept in an ice box. <laughs> Yeah, but if you get it from Walmart where you usually get it. I don't buy any going. meat from Walmart. Yes, you do. No. I've seen you do it. I never do. You're lying to the people. Nope. To the person? To the people. People. See, you're coming around. I'm you're remembering around. the glory. No, I don't buy anything from Walmart uh, meat-wise because I um, I was made privy to the fact that Walmart meat all comes from one area of farms, mm-hmm. and that area of farms is in California. And we're in New York. Yes, and it's a three-day drive minimum uh, by tractor trailer. Just so where together. do you get your meat? Um, either Price Chopper or Tops. Price Chopper. I agree. Price Chopper on point. I actually, I was inclined to see if I could find the manager just to be like, your meat department, top notch. Well, you can do any of the stuff that you do at, at Price Chopper. Pretty much, they'll do it Tops too. Yeah, right in town. I, I, I get that. But, like, I know the guy at the meat department, so if I want to smoke a brisket or whatever, if I have questions, yeah, I feel like we have a little bit of this. you got a relationship thing where I feel like he has no idea who I am, and I'm just this new customer every time. But I will seek him out because he has never led me astray once. So what I like about them is that when they cut the steaks fresh, mm-hmm. they look like they came from a butcher like an yeah. actual butcher. Well, they are butchers. Even Tops is professional butchers. I know, but... Okay, so if you buy a steak that comes in a pre-pack- prepackaged package mm-hmm. um, at any place, it always has, like... um, It has, like, a smooth, glossy texture to the steak. Yeah. But when you buy it fresh cut or fresh, you know, butchered or whatever I'm trying to get to here, if it's fresh off the meat bandsaw, <laughs> it <laughs> uh-huh. always has, like, a matte texture to it mm-hmm. it just looks different and whenever i cook steaks that have that matte texture to them they taste better so do you actually go in and ask them to cut it for you yes at price chopper yes i've never done that you i sp- i get it from the the thing if you if we were recording video right now the people would see that i am <laughs> completely shocked and appalled yes. at your yes. statement dude stop it <laughs> go to Price Chopper the next time you want steaks. Go to Price Chopper, and I'm sorry if you're listening to this not in the Northeast where Price Chopper is. Uh, go to Price Chopper. Go to the go to the guy and be like, mm-hmm. "Hey man, I would like to get some thick cut steaks," and they will say, "What would you like, good sir?" And you will say, "I want X steak, maybe porterhouse if that's your if that's your uh, preference. I would like a porterhouse, and I would like it cut inch and a half thick." You can tell them whatever you want. They'll do three-inch thick steaks if you want, which is just ridiculous, and you should never do it because it's going to be disgusting, mm-hmm. but like inch, inch and a half, you're right in there. I mean, inch and a half is a thick steak. You've just blown my mind, good sir. And when you get it, they wrap it in paper, Yep. like you get from a real butcher, mm-hmm. and you go home, and on the way home, the steaks are becoming room temperature, and that's what you want. You want them to get a little little soft, you know? Yeah. Get them home season them throw them right on the grill (laughs) yeah
1: yeah that's literally
0: what's going to happen to you yeah i uh there's a local butcher kelly's that you know i tried going to quite often they just don't have the same selection and the price is just sadly out of my price range it's definitely worth it i think because it's all like you could know where that cow came from Fairly yeah. easily, like they could be like. Yeah, but oh, we yeah. live in an area too where you can go and we can buy a half a cow if we want. True. Like really, very easily and readily available. Yeah, yeah. which is something I'm still considering, but I have to actually. We should cook. go in together. I actually, I would have do to do that. Cooking and if you want to get, let's we should we should split a quarter cow, you and mm. me. That's a lot of meat. I, it's a ton, so we each take an eighth. That's still a lot of meat. I know. I my mom did it like last year, an eighth, and she still got some meat. Yeah. So it's, it ended up being years. like 23 pounds of ground beef and like probably 20 steaks of different varieties and like mm-hmm. four or five roasts. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of meat and it was like a couple hundred bucks or something. But when you talk about steak, uh, I really wish you had went to that shooting event and you need to go to the one. I was, I weekend. was going to go. Remember I couldn't, I couldn't mm-hmm. go. We were up at, weren't we on vacation or something? Yeah. So Maybe. So, Look at me being fancy. I went yeah, on vacation. They, uh, We did the skeet shooting, and at the end, we paid to have the steak dinner, and they literally roll the slab out for you, and they go, tell me when to stop, and you can make mm. it as thick as you want. You did you, Have you ever seen it at um, Tops? They sell them sometimes. They actually have a slab of New York Strip. I think that's what they... They were, whereas New York strips. Yeah, so you can buy them at tops like that. I've eyeballed them a few times. They're vacuum sealed. Yeah. And they're like probably 20 inches long. Yeah. And you literally, they're like $70. Yeah. And you can cut them to whatever thickness you want, and it's steaks. I have to make you my brisket sometime because that's how I get my brisket. It's just 50 bucks for this large thing, and I made it when we were camping And I made it in two halves because it just wouldn't fit in my smoker (laughs) in one piece. You need a bigger smoker, son. I do. So I cut it in half, right? And I have a top layer, bottom layer. I got up at six in the morning while I was camping, took the dog out, started the brisket. At like two or three o'clock, maybe even four, I started taking it off the smoker, slicing it up. $60 worth of brisket. Okay. Okay. Got the half over, started slicing it up for everybody to try. Went, I grabbed the second piece. Almost all of it was gone by the time (laughs) I got back. I had like two or three bites of it. Brisket is just one of those tasty things. Dude, my grandma, a lot of people had never had it. And they're like, this is the best steak I've ever had. I'm like, it's not steak. (laughs) It's brisket, son. It's brisket. But you can smoke steaks too. I have to try that and I have to try chicken wings again. Oh my God. My, uh, my cousin, Ronnie, he is shout out to Ronnie. You're not listening at all to this. I don't think, but that's okay. Um, he is a smoking guy. You know, that's Mm -hmm. one of the things he likes to do. He's got several smokers. Yeah. And, uh, he did uh, a couple times, he's done some things that just blew my mind. Like they legitimately blew my mind. So he did, um, he's awesome at it for one. Yeah. Um, And he does, his chicken is good. You know, his standard stuff is good. His ribs are amazing. um, But the things that really blew my mind, like off of my shoulders completely, Mm -hmm. uh, was smoked steak. Yeah. It was like, holy crap. Mm -hmm. Um, And the other thing that he did that was like, how did you think of this? Was um they were bacon wrapped jalapeno poppers. Yep, you've told me about those. And um I've made them but not smoked. And they're yeah. delicious not smoked. Yeah. But when they're smoked, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think that this is why I'm fat, dude. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. I mean I think that's one of the things with a smoker is and I know you had some experience but not owning one, you know, you might not have cooked on it a bunch. It's really hard to mess something up when you're smoking it. Well, it's all in the, pre, it's all in the prep. Yeah, it's, it's the marinades and the everything Well, else. not even that. I mean, so for my brisket, I have a seasoning that I made by, you know, I looked some stuff up on- Just a dry rub? Yeah, I looked some stuff up on uh, the internet and kind of retrofitted it to what I like, and now I've lost the recipe. It's nice. So now I have to figure it out again. But anyway, I found it, and- The last time I cooked brisket, what I did is I literally just took it out of the the bag. I did half of it with the rub on it at the start, the other half with nothing on it. And then I put the rub on the other half when it was done and a little extra. So if somebody doesn't like a lot of that seasoning, that kind of turns into the bark on the outside. Dude, they were both really good. Nice. You know, I mean, I lean more towards the spicier side. But really, all it is is if you went and you were like, I'm going to grab that brisket and I'm going to cook it in a smoker with nothing on it, it's still going to taste amazing. Yeah. I as mean, long as you don't overcook it, which is really You could probably hard. smoke dog poop and it'd be edible. So now you're bringing it back. <laughs> We've gone full circle, man. Yeah. You're going to smoke uh, whatever that dog's name was that I definitely remember. Willie? No, remember the black dog from the- Oh, crap. This is definitely a good throwback. Uh, Raffaello? Was it Raffaello no, no. Chesterfields? Uh, no, it no, was Chesterfield. Last name Chesterfield. I don't know. Oh, it was. Somebody's going to go back and listen and tell us how we're wrong. Probably me. But anyway, I, My memory is correct. Chesterfield. Yeah, I would never do that to a dog. That's horrible. But anyway. So. What's wrong with the name Chesterfield? Yeah, that's what the problem is. Um, so anyway, back to smoking. Meat. Which is always weird. Like, I love smoking. And then people look at you like... Back to smoking. Huh? The bomb. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I cooked chicken wings on a smoker. And I literally... uh, What I did is I bought... Not figuratively in any way. Yeah. I bought the frozen chicken wing selections. Because that's the easiest way to get like 50 chicken wings without like a lot of prep for camping. And it's definitely not because of being lazy. Definitely not. So I bought that. And then I threw it in the bottom of my cooler, so it acted as a little bit of ice. And the Yeti can hold that stuff and keep it cold for a long time. Oh, my name is Corey. I have a Yeti cooler. Yes. It keeps my food cold for seventeen thousand years. It does. It does. Your I guess. am. I am better than Bryson <laughs> in every way because my Yeti cooler can keep things cool or hot for many days, many a moon, many many a many a moon. Yes back away from the microphone you're embarrassing yourself medium moon yes so i took it and it was the last day we were camping so i took it out and it wasn't completely frozen anymore but they were still like ice cold so i dumped them onto the two racks in the smoker and i passed out and Overslept by like five hours past the time it was supposed to be done, <clears throat> so they were charred. All this stuff, yeah, and probably. I was just gonna throw them away. No, cause dude, like you can bear. It's really hard to overcook in a smoker. All I'm saying is like, I did. Like they were, it wasn't charred. Like ooh, charred flavor. It was like all the moisture was out of most <laughs> of the wings, except the middle where the most meat was. They were was. dehydrated. Yeah, so i was just gonna throw them away my mom goes no you spent good money let's try it so she had some everybody was like you had to work at it to get the meat it's like crawfish which i had for the first time the other day oh yeah but um they're delicious yeah we'll talk about that in a second <laughs> uh but uh, so this has devolved into a food cast that's okay but um so everybody had to work to get the, the chicken out of it But man, were those good. So i like to, at some point, successfully (laughs) smoke some chicken wings, because I'm sure they would be the bomb. I just want to point this out. The first episode ever of Babbleheads was about losing weight and doing CrossFit. Oh yeah. The first episode back to Babbleheads is about eating food and getting huge. No. Because smoked food isn't bad for you. Doesn't have the grease. Doesn't have all that stuff. Yes, but... It's so delicious that you can't stop at two thousand calories a day. Oh, uh, actually, I think that when I actually smoke things, which it's <laughs> just—it's just, just so weird to say. Oh yeah, when I smoke, because like how it's are you gonna, weird because you've always you been have non- to like a yeah you have to take it to like another level because usually it's like you know when I cook okay I get that when I barbecue you can't be like when I smoke I use the bat- you have to go out to it when I smoke. My meat exactly like when I cook in the oven for <laughs> eating things like you don't have to do that, but when it's like when I smoke, you have to be like when That's I because smoke because we don't have a word for cooking meat in it in wood smoke other than smoke. Exactly. There really should be another name. Like you don't call when you cook a, when you when you cook cookies mm-hmm. in the oven, you don't call it ovening them. Or when I gas them, it's, ba- <laughs> it's baking them. When you Cook something on a grill; it's called grilling. When, you, <laughs> yeah, when, when you cook something, <laughs> you've just defeated your own point. Well, it, Well, if it's grilling, should, a, should when you smoke something, should it be smokering? Because you're no. using a smoke. It, it would be called smoking, not smokering. Cause Why you know. not? Because a grill's not. A grill's not called a griller. It's called. Okay, it's, it's called, called a grill. Smoker. So it's grilling. Smokering. Smokering. So, so should you be smokering things? I guess the best way to say it is when I throw something in my smoker. When I toss a giant hunk of meat inside my smoke machine. Now I just... <laughs> I was hoping you were saying going to say smoker. Because I just envisioned taking a piece of meat and just shoving it down someone's throat. <laughs> as they're trying to smoke, smoke a cigarette. Yeah, that's how smokers work. But anyway, I hope and look forward to uh, trying some chicken wings on the smoker and steak now that you've turned me on to that. Yeah, you definitely need to give it a shot. So crawfish Next time <laughs> Has it been that long? I don't know It's been a while Don't be such a wuss Okay Let's hear about it. Let's hear about your crawfish it's experience a new, It's a uh, So that next fair. episode We can talk about stuff That isn't crawfish State fair State fair I had crawfish At the the state fair The great New York state fair Yes uh, I got It was the broil so I had the potatoes, the corn, um, they the They aren't sausage. potatoes, for the record. Everyone listening, they're not potatoes. Them are potatoes. Wow. If you could see his face right now. His eyes are all squinty <laughs> Enjoy. And he's so proud of himself. Look at him go. <laughs> uh, so yes, those... I just enjoy the way that people speak. Yes, it also had shrimp, clams clams crab and crawfish so you were really hungry when you left my dad and i ate and split it oh my god dude have you ever seen the videos of like the crawfish boils down in the south where no i want to do one they like literally take the pot because they've cooked this giant vat and they dump it on the table like uh and it covers the whole picking table to the point where there's crawfish falling on the ground yeah but my question is how you drain the water because you never see water when they dump it. Uh, that's because they're steamed, Haas. No. Yes. The bucket of water is underneath the steamer. I thought you put it all in the water. It depends on or... if it's a boiler or a steam. It's in... called a cross cawfish boil. Yeah, but you're not actually, I don't think you're actually boiling them. I think you're The on water's them. boiling and you're steaming them. No. I think you might need to look up on the Google machine. Later. I'm, I might be wrong. Yeah. Let me let me just have <laughs> a let me just preface this with the fact that I am an uncultured swine and I'm most likely wrong. Regardless, I want to do that at some point, so you'll definitely be invited. But I learned how to do the thing. The guy showed me how to do the crawfish thing. It was great. You just suck out the head. I tried, legitimately. Like I'm like I'm gonna try it at least once. And I mean, it was yellow and gross looking up in there. And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna try it because. When at the New York State Fair, do as the- New York State Fair people do. Well, Louisiana, is that where they do the crawfish yeah, Do Yeah, And when you're at the New York State Fair, do as the Louisianans <laughs> do. Yeah, totally. suck out the brains of the crawfish. Couldn't do it. Not that I physically couldn't- Yeah, no, I physically couldn't, couldn't do it. You couldn't it. bring yourself to do it. No, I could. I, w- I literally had it in my mouth trying to suck it out, and it just wouldn't suck out. Oh. So I don't know if maybe there wasn't enough liquid in there. I got to them too late, and they kind of cooled down too much. Maybe I uh, I'm not really sure. But. but that reminded me of watching people. I know um, one of my best friends. He uh, loves lobster. Yeah, and he eats the green stuff. Yeah, he just chows down on it. Mm-hmm. And I I'm like, eh. yeah, because that's like the entrails. You yeah, know? that's like the guts. Well, like that's uh. So we got the crab, and I'd never eaten crab in the shells before because what? i'm i like crab don't get me wrong You've never let like it's i've never yeah legs. i've never gotten them and we they didn't give you the crackers so i'm like how are we supposed to do this bust them open dude yeah so he showed us how to do that and he showed us how to do the crawfish stuff and it was really good the shrimp wow and i've never thought of putting clams in there but whatever they put in this whole thing and cooked it all in the clams were yeah they choice. usually put tons of spices in the water like yeah. all kinds of spices dude all i can say is again i like clams it's not my first option then with some good clams <laughs> Del- mm, did you go to the new york state fair this year no when's the last time you went years yeah you go just for the food I mean, is there any other reason to go? Actually, there is, because every other time I went, I'd go into the Center of Progress building and buy something really stupid for like 150 bucks. Yeah, they have some interesting vendors. Yeah, like uh, last time I went, I bought a little pill bottle or like a little thing that was shaped like a giant pill, and you took the top of it off and you stuck it on any item. It was like sticky. You stuck it on like a pizza box or like a jug of milk, and um, it would turn it into a speaker, and you plug the other side into like an MP3 player. It was 35 bucks. I remember it very specifically. It was actually a really cool thing. I used it a bunch. And then the time before that, I bought a $200 helicopter. It lasted about 15 minutes. Did you ever have any of those, like, where you built, like, the RC planes other than the helicopter? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was always into that kind of stuff. I had one RC plane growing up. And you broke it? Bought it from Harbor Freight. Oh, wow. Well, there's your first mistake. Yeah, It was supposed to take off, right? So I put it together painstakingly, put the decals on and everything. Super excited. about it. Never put the it. decals on before the maiden voyage. Super excited about it. Charged it. But the day I brought it home, my cousin was staying with us and it was raining. But I was just way too anxious. Oh, that was smart. To try it. So I stood underneath My parents' bedroom outside, you know, how it has, like, that open area. So I wouldn't get wet. Put the plane down. Started it up. It takes off. It's going great. And then I hit the wrong button, and it turned and crashed. In the rain. Never flew again. My uncle tried to get it to work because he has RC planes. We need a 3D plane. That would be great that'd be awesome I, so we can end this podcast on this note and we can talk about it next podcast maybe yes um, but uh, I have done some upgrades to my 3D printing fleet yes and I can talk to you about the upgrades and what possibilities that opens up for the future then that would be great marketing for your business yeah to all of the person who listens to this podcast no no I'm not talking about the podcast I'm like look at what I 3D printed for somebody oh and yeah have like an RC plane that, and show it flying around that would be pretty neat All right, we'll talk about that on the next episode. On the next Bevelheads, we talk about some more stuff that people probably don't care about. Woo! Hopefully next episode. Bryson's a little bit more cheerful and not so contrarian. Peace. Later.